honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Wigan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, pal, Dino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. It is a great pleasure to be back on board talking Timberwolves basketball. A bit of a cloudy day outside, unfortunately, just... Ugh. Finally got a little sun here in the Twin Cities area, Golden Valley, Minnesota, and then, bam, clouds again. It's just like, come on. So, I don't know. That's that's life, and that's the Timberwolves. We had a couple sunny days beating the Suns and had that exciting game, and then back uh, right back to cloudiness again. Timberwolves 0 for 3 in three games this week. Isn't that great? Yeah, no, it's not great, but... Oh, well, 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 maybe we'll have a 40% chance of saving our draft pick this year. We didn't make a trade or anything, but I guess it's okay. Some of us wouldn't have minded Zeke in like in a Kogi or a Culver trade, but maybe he just wouldn't get enough back in return, that kind of thing. They'd have to be throw-ins and something bigger, and the Timberwolves not willing to part ways with guys like Jaden McDaniels and such, and I agree with that. I'm, I mean, you would not get fair value for Jaden McDaniels at this stage because there's a, there's a strong belief that Jaden McDaniels is going to be pretty good in the next couple of years, and uh, yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm not in a rush to move on. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, uh, if you're able to trade away D'Angelo Russell, who knows? Obviously injury-prone, he's too expensive. You could go on forever. Trading Anthony Edwards, are you crazy? Unless it's for like a crazy haul, like some team just falls madly head over heels and all that, and then you go nuts, and uh, well, okay, fine. But otherwise, you're probably not going to be making that move either. And Carl, yeah, I mean, that's sad, too. That would be a very sad day as well. Well, let's let's look at the trades a little bit before we get to the games. Might as well just look at them. What the hell? Just kind of get it out of the way. The Buccaneers, you know, the Bucks. Every time I see Bucks now, I think of the Buccaneers. Because, uh, well, the, the Buccaneers beat the Bucks to winning a championship. They sure did after a couple of great seasons with, in Milwaukee. The Rockets are, like, the worst team in the league now after losing 20 games in a row. They finally ended the losing streak, beating Toronto. Poor Toronto. Oh, I wouldn't want to be that team. I would not want to be that team. The team that uh, helped break the, the losing streak. But, yeah, it's Houston sucks. Uh, they traded away P.J. Tucker. That's who the Wolves wanted so badly. Maybe we can get him as a free agent. Um, somebody named Roddy and Karukas. Karukas? 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 2021 second round pick, a pick swap. Okay, so they kind of picked the swap. Top nine protected. It's kind of weird. 22 uh, first round pick. The Rockets get DJ Augustine, who's been on like 19 teams already. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is he 40 yet? Is he? I don't know. I mean, he's 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 the Lewis and Clark of the NBA, no question. DJ Wilson, 2021 first round pick swap, top nine protected, and 2023 first round pick. Okay, that's interesting. Um, okay, yeah, let's keep moving. The Clippers send, uh, yeah, here we go, another another doozy of a name. Mufundu Kabanjeli, I don't know, man, okay. Conditional, conditional second round pick and cash considerations, that's what the Kings get. And the uh, Clippers get something a little simpler, a future second round draft pick. Ah, just rolls right off your tongue, doesn't it? That feels a little better. Okay, now let's get to the actual trade deadline. Vucevic. Wouldn't that be nice to have Vucevic? Well, he's going to be playing with your favorite guy, Zach Levine, out there. Uh, Timberwolves fans, I know he's your favorite guy. I I know, and he is good. Al Farika Mino, who's also been in about 19 teams, I think, hasn't he? He's been all over the league. He's well-traveled. He's going to Chicago. Wendell Carter Jr., moving on with him, but I suppose for Vucevic, might as well. Not bad, eh? Otto Porter, he's been on about five or six teams already, it feels like. What the flip? He's going to the Orlando Magic. Two future first-round picks going to the Magic. Again, they're getting a lot, but Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, that's not bad, actually. Porter's kind of a middle-of-the-road, tweener type of type of player. He's literally like the definition of average. That's just the way I look at Otto Porter. Maybe I'm being mean. Wendell Carter Jr., I think, is above average and two first-round picks. So, I mean, it is what it is. You're dumping guys, and you're, uh, you know... Dumping guys, clearing space, and getting draft picks. Sometimes it is what it is. 
So the Blazers get Norman Powell. That's a guy a lot of people have been after. Gary Trent Jr., after doing so well with the uh, Portland Trail Blazers, because, well, here's the thing. It's going to give him a shot now. The Toronto Raptors and Rodney Hood's going there. Both of those guys potentially getting buried on the bench. Hood obviously already was, barely getting any minutes, averaging five points a game. Gary Trent Jr. had been buried behind uh, C.J. McCollum. McCollum's finally healthy again, but uh, Trent, Gary Trent Jr. was doing so well when he wasn't uh, being benched behind McCollum, but with McCollum back, you know that would happen. Uh, he'd probably get more minutes, but still, now he's getting more of a chance to really get rolling. Looks like we got a three-team trade. Ooh, George Hill's going to the 76ers, one of the more overrated. He's a veteran, and he's this and that, and he's not that good. George Hill's not that good. That's just my opinion. He can shoot a little bit. And um, that's about it. Ignis Brazzabajaba. Okay, <laughs> Ignis. They get Ignis Brazdikis. That's not that bad. I probably mispronounced it. That's what the Sixers get. Fascinating trade there. Uh, New York Knicks get Terrence Ferguson. That's pronounceable. Vincent Poirier. That's Francais sounding. Vincent Poirier. Writes to Amir. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Amir Predich. Predich. Uh, Predich. Whatever it is. I sound like Sid Hartman back in the day on WCCL Radio. Mispronouncing every name. 2021 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick. Protected through numbers 31 to 55. So they get a pick that's way at the bottom. Austin Rivers has been well-traveled because he's not that good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Going to the Thunder. Tony Bradley going to the Thunder. 2025 second-round pick. 2026 second-round pick. Why not a 30... Why not a 2035 second-round pick while you're at it? You know, I mean, why not? You know, just just trade something from like 30... or from like 10 years from now, too. Okay, the Heat acquire Belitsa. Nemanja Belitsa. I can actually pronounce that because he played here. Otherwise, I would have called him Nemanja. <laughs> Nemanja Bajikudlova. That's what I would have called him. Mo Harkless is going to the Sacno Kings along with Carlos Silva. Uh, Chris Silva. Sounds like, still sounds like a baseball pitcher to me. <laughs> DeLon Wright going to the Kings in a uh, Pistons trade. DeLon Wright going to the Kings. Pistons get Corey Joseph, a 2021 second round pick, a 2024 second round pick. Let's move. Some of these names are just... Marquis Chris, a sharp shooting uh, four, stretch four kind of guy. Great. Now I'm breaking stuff. Uh, they go into the Spurs. Cash considerations, and yes, it landed on its screen. That's great. No damage. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Warriors get the draft rights to Katie Lalane. Good for them. Well, maybe he'll be the next something. Terrence Davis going to the Kings. Kings active, huh? Uh, that's another one. Spur, uh, Raptors get a 2021 second round pick. Next trade. Warriors trade Wanamaker to the Hornets. Wanamaker, huh? Wow. 2025 second round pick and it's top 55 protected. Man, that is a that's a big one right there. Top 20, top 55 protected. Boy, you better not get that 55th pick, man. <laughs> Boy, you don't deserve it. Uh, Brad Wanamaker goes to the Hornets for a 2025 second round pick via Toronto or from Toronto via Philly and cash considerations. Another fascinating trade. Jeez, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's too many of these. Uh, yeah, Bulls get Theus from the Celtics. It ain't Reggie. It's Daniel, but he's okay. Three team deal. Bulls get Daniel Theus, Javante uh, Green, and Troy Brown Jr. Those are actually pretty good players going to the Bulls. Bulls get. Luke Cornett and Maurice Mo Wagner. That's not bad. Uh, Daniel Gafford and uh, Chandler Hutchinson, but the Bulls look pretty good in that one, in my opinion. Rajon Rondo going to the Clippers. How about that? Getting out of the Hawks. Lou Williams going to the Hawks. They trade away the sixth man of the year for quite a while there. I can't imagine Lou Williams is the happiest guy in the world, but the Hawks are actually pretty good, and their uniforms rock. Uh, 2023 second round pick for the Clippers via Portland, and there it is, a 2027 second round pick from the Clippers and cash considerations. Was, was, is, is Rajon Rondo that good? Or has Lou Williams dropped out that much? Maybe he has. But then again, yeah, it's second round picks and stuff and cash considerations. Here's another one. This one I, I guess I get in terms of the Magic just wanted to really free up, just clear up everything. The Celtics get Evan Fournier, who's a nice sharpshooter, for Jeff Teague will be waived in two second-round picks. That uh, There's no year on them yet. Okay, uh, they just literally gave away Evan Fournier for, I, I don't know, I, I would have taken him. This is an interesting one. Heat from the Rockets, the Heat in the Rockets, Oladipo, Victor Oladipo, that guy who was hurt forever, but when he's healthy, he's really good. He's going to Miami. 
for Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, a 2022 draft pick swap. Interesting. Not bad. Magic, uh, here's one where the Magic actually got something back, but they kind of had to in this one. They get Gary Harris and R.J. Rampton and future first-round picks with no year on it yet. That's funny. For Aaron Gordon, that's the one everybody thought the Wolves were going to get, but, eh, you know, we probably would have had to give up a valuable asset, obviously. Gary Harris and R.J. Hampton aren't that exciting, but Harris can shoot, but he never played for the Nuggets lately. He's been just, you know, he just hasn't been getting the minutes anymore. Gary Clark going to the Magic, and that's it. That's your draft tracker. Sorry if that was a little bit much, but might as well have covered all of that. Might as well talk about it. It is what it is. Let's get to the Wolves games. Plus, the Wolves games are depressing, and a couple of them, I'm not going to say a whole lot. It's just, you know, the flow in these games wasn't real good. Uh, we lose. After, you know, you get all excited after the 41 and 42. Carl, Carl with 41. Anthony Edwards with 42. Yep. He took an axe, and he gave the Phoenix Suns 42 wax, and when, no, <laughs> Anthony Edwards gave the uh, Phoenix Suns 42 wax, and when he, and when Carl saw what Anthony had done, he gave them 41. Yeah, that was cute, but the next night was cute also. The Wolves kind of hung in there for about three and a half quarters, and then the Suns just pulled away. That's about all it was. It was underwhelming, kind of depressing. We played well in the third quarter for a bit there, and then the game just kind of went Phoenix's way. Rapido after that. It just did. Phoenix was, there was no real major doubt that Phoenix was going to win the game most of the way. Jane McDaniel started. He played pretty well, actually, um, for the most part. Played a lot of minutes. He was efficient for the most part. Anthony Edwards, though, he got 10 rebounds and 6 assists, but generally speaking, only 11 points. What a drop-off. Ricky Rubio, one of his best games of the year, 21 points, 10 assists. He looked really sharp. And he's the kind of guy you'd want to pick up in fantasy, especially have a guy named uh, Lonzo, uh, LaMelo Ball on your roster. Like, I was fortunate enough to pick him up in free agency at the beginning of the season. He was just floating around out there. And I was like, holy crap. And look how good he's doing. Holy crap. And I picked him up. And then he, now he's broken his wrist. And Rubio, who I actually cut to pick him up way back at the beginning of the year because Rubio wasn't doing anything. Um, and, uh, well, guess what? Rubio's back on my roster because <laughs> he's playing so much better. So we'll see. I also picked up Devontae Graham, I believe is his name, from the Hornets, because uh, he's actually going to replace Mel uh, LaMelo Ball's spot. So it's going to be interesting. Carl Anthony Towns played pretty well. Ricky Rubio played well. It was a solid, fun game, I guess, for the most part, and then it just kind of got depressing. It was depressing if you're an Anthony Edwards fan, because he couldn't make bleep. He was 3 of 8 from downtown, but everything else, he was just clanging and missing, and he turned the ball over seven times. Those six assists mean nothing because he had seven turnovers. It's like it completely got negated. Your assist-to-turnover ratio there. I mean, just just look at the numbers there. It's nuts. Six assists, seven turnovers? I don't know. That's a mess. No turnovers for Rubia. Now, that's an assist-to-turnover ratio, 10 to 0. Culver returned, and, well, yeah, pretty <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to bash on him, but he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt's really disappeared off the roster as well. It's kind of sad to see. At least in this particular day against the Suns last Friday. The Wolves end up losing. 113-101. It was not a fun particular game in the second, uh, well, basically uh, into the fourth quarter. It just got more and more depressing. And you were hoping for Anthony Edwards to have some kind of an encore, like 25 to 30 points. 11 11 points and 18 shots. Yep, so I can tell I was a little bit down about that one. You got the weekend off. You got to rest, relax. We're going to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. We'll be fine. We'll be fine against those guys. We started out okay, and then it was just like, what is this garbage? What is this? <laughs> Seriously, somebody tell me what this garbage is. It was crap. I mean, we, you know, it just turned into a garbage game, especially as you got later on. It was like the, the Wolves were doing fine. And then SGA just went off for 31. Carl Anthony Towns had a great game statistically. Statistically had a great game. Didn't have a whole lot of help other than Jalen Noel's 14 off the bench. Nas Reed's 9 off the bench was okay. Okogie getting a lot of steals, I suppose. That's nice and everything. Then you have guys like Jared Culver, 8 minutes and virtually nothing. Like a one rebound. I mean, you know, Jade McDaniels, 15 minutes, almost nothing. It's depressing. And, uh, you know... Jared Vanderbilt returns to the lineup, plays 16 minutes, doesn't score, but he did a little bit of other things, steals a couple, re uh, four rebounds. He was okay in the game, but Oklahoma had five guys in double figures. Good, solid performance. 
all around. And of course, again, Jai Julius, Jai, Jill, Jill, Julius Alexander. I don't know how to say his middle name there or his whatever it is. I don't know how to say that. Uh, SGA is the best way to say it. Obviously, a great game for him. Very efficient, 23 shots, 4 of 6 from downtown, 11 of 23, generally speaking. Got to the line a little bit, 6 of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rubio, 1 of 5 from downtown. Edwards, 2 of 7, 6 of 16 overall from the floor, 16 attempts, 16 points. Rubio, 11 assists. We appreciate that to only one turnover. I mean, obviously, fantastic there, protecting the ball and getting lots of assists. Again, a, a guy you'd want on your fantasy team right now if he's floating around for some reason which is possible in some leagues. Uh, obviously, the lineup's going to fluctuate with different rosters because, you know, Chris Finch thinks that way. He's a, he's, a, he's a great basketball mind. I think he's good at what he does. The roster, the morale, I don't know. Just something happened. I don't know. It's like we got all high, and then when we just didn't beat the Suns again, which shouldn't be expected, really. I mean, they're, they're a damn good team. You know, they're way better than a lot of us thought coming into the season. And then it's just, I don't know, this kind of game was a morale, you know how you say morale boosters for this and that? This was the opposite of a morale booster. It was a morale deflator. It was deflating, particularly in the second half. <sighs> Obviously great numbers for Carl, but it took 28 shots to get there. He wasn't particularly good, generally speaking. As I try not to cough to death, I'm, you can probably tell I'm not feeling 100% my best. It was worse a few days ago, but of course now is when your voice starts getting affected and you start coughing. So I got that big, beautiful pause button to help me uh, prevent putting coughs in the show, which wouldn't sound good. Um, yeah, the Wolves got a lot of steals in the game. I mean, two for Vanderbilt, two for Towns, two for Rubio, four for Akogi. That's kind of cool. It's a nice stat, I guess. Uh, Arby's, we have the steals. Maybe they should have something like that. Steal some roast beef sandwiches or something. Uh, we had 11. Maybe they should do some kind of a bit with that. Well, you did get a French dip in this one. 14 threes made. The Wolves had struggled in that department for a few days, even when we were winning. <laughs> it was funny how we were actually making a few less threes. But 112 uh, 103 game, where the score doesn't reflect on how miserable this game was becoming. It was like, what the hell? There's like no energy. The effort just was lacking. It was weird. It was depressing. And you're going to be saying the same about the freaking Mavericks game coming up. Quite depressing. A couple of days later, Wednesday the 24th. Of Marzo, uh, Mar <laughs> Marza, Marzo, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Uh, happy 41st birthday to Paul Caniff, good friend of mine, of course. 128, 108. And the Wolves were playing fantastic in the early stages of this game. Off to a great start. And then Dallas just went off, and the Wolves' defense just stopped playing. We just stopped playing. It was ridiculous. Second half was horrendous. 32 to 18 in the third quarter. 40 points given up in the fourth, 40 to 35. We managed 35, but it was empty stats, and that's the only reason why Mr. Anthony Edwards has 29 points. It looks pretty that he has 29 points. Now, of course, the, the numbers are getting there. Not so pretty. 22 attempts to get there, 3 of 12 from downtown, just jacking up and missing, jacking up and missing. Eh, I don't know. It's a typical not real good Anthony Edwards game, basically, is what it is. And hopefully more and more of these can kind of go away, and he can, and he can replace them with efficient performances. But at age 19, he's just not there yet. And we gotta, we got to weather the storm when it comes to that. Carl Anthony Towns, another poor shooting night. I mean, it's just, yeah, he, you know, he'll put up numbers. But it's not the prettiest thing, you know. Four of nine from downtown, I've seen worse than that for sure. But eight of 20 overall, I don't know. I mean, that's 40% for your starting center, and I don't know. That's what happens, though. Przingis is long and tough to deal with. And he, he outplayed Carl Anthony Towns. I'm sorry. He did. He is long and difficult, man. He is a tough SOB. He kind of reminds me of Arvidas Sabonis a little bit. A little bit. He's not as fancy, but the, the frustration, the defense, you know, how, how he's just so long and he's tough to deal with, that kind of thing. How he can shoot right over you. Um, he can reach right over you. And I don't know. And he's, 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 gonna, he's just going to affect your, your line of sight. When it comes to passing and shooting, he's just difficult to deal with. He's, he's like a machine out there, literally like a, ro like a robot with long arms. He's good. When he's healthy, Kristaps Porzingis can take, you to the, can take you on a playoff run, honestly. If the guy could stay healthy, Dallas could go on a playoff run. And, you know, Josh, Josh Richardson's better than the numbers he has. He just doesn't get enough shot attempts in a lot of ways. He's a talented guy. That's a nice big three, so to speak. Uh, it really is. You even have Tim Hardaway Jr., 21 points off the bench. Just torched us. Jalen Brunson, very solid guy off the bench as well. Double-double performance. Even at, He had a 16-11-5, kind of like a 
Garnett in his early days. Not bad. Before it became 2010-5, it was 16-11-5 or something like that. <laughs> Galen Brunson, nice performance off the bench. Josh Green, what happened there? No, he didn't do a whole lot. But Trey Burke, almost forgot about that guy too. But it's sad, you know. It was a sad, depressing game. Great start, and then kablooey. It just blew up in our face. Hernan Gomez was easily the second best player on the floor. It was not Anthony Edwards. He was not efficient. Rubio was terrible, too. Thank you very much. Just after signing him from Fantasy, and he puts up this. One of seven. Yay. He just made one three, and that's it. The whole game didn't get to the line or anything. At least Edwards got to the line and made eight of nine, which is better than a lot of the games he's played in. But Hernan Gomez, awesome off the bench. Gotta give him some credit. Culver just looks like a zombie. I, I, it's sad. He looks like he looks, he looks like a zombie. It's depressing to watch. Oh, man, sixth overall pick, huh? Really? I mean, that's pretty high. You know, <laughs> sixth overall pick, and that's all he can do. I don't know. Just uh, miss a ton of games. Finally come back and just look like he doesn't. I, I don't know. It, it's you know he kind of needs to get traded. I think. But what what are you gonna get for him? That's the sad part. It's, it's depressing, but uh, nice game for Juancho Hernan Gomez. He's been really solid, really efficient ever since uh, Chris Finch took over. I'm going to give him credit. And Jaden McDaniels hit half of his shots. Nine points. Got to start in the game. Vanderbilt was solid. He, you know, he provided a bit of this and that. He, you know, stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. The solid defense. But again, a little bit overzealous with the fouls, of course. But you're dealing with some tough, tough power forwards starting and on the bench when it came to the, uh, you know, tough big men, so to speak, not just power forwards. When it came to the uh, Dallas Mavericks throughout the night. Uh, five personal fouls each for McDaniels and Vanderbilt. It's crazy. Both of them almost fouled out. A little bit overzealous, but still, at least they played decently. I wouldn't mind both, both of those guys remaining in the starting lineup at the, uh, at the end of the day at the forward position. Maybe if you're going to only start one, though, I think I want McDaniels out there. Because, um, you know, Vanderbilt can only do so much, and obviously his minutes were limited. Hernan Gomez got most of those minutes later on during the course of the game. But a depressing 20-point loss versus the Dallas Mavericks. It just, it was a typical Wolves versus Dallas game that doesn't go well, you know? Especially with uh, Persingas in there. He is the most difficult guy to deal with when it comes to Dallas Mavericks. As great as Luka Doncic can be, he has games like this all the time. 6 of 16, 15 points. He's not perfect. He's, he's not, you know, this is probably like really bad for him. But Persingas, you know, if I'm Dallas, Persingas is the guy that seems to be the one that, that beats us every time much more than uh, Doncic. It's just a fact. Um, it's just a fact. Carl Anthony Towns has a hell of a time with uh, really super talented big men. It just seems to be the case. He was even he even attempted nine three-pointers in the game, which is funny. He can do a little bit of everything. I mean, he, he is like Arvita Sabonis in a lot of ways. Great player. Porzingis, underrated, let me tell you. Under-frickin-rated. The Knicks should have kept him. <laughs> but it is what it is. With that said, let's pass out the awards. Carl Anthony Towns is going to get the uh, Lone Wolf Award for this week. Just, uh, just, It's like by default. It's like common sense. I mean, nobody else deserved it. Rubio had a stinker here. Edwards, he had 29 points, but he didn't play well. And it, it, it was a lot of you know garbage time minutes in the fourth quarter. He didn't score a single point in the second or third quarter, which is the most crazy thing ever. He didn't score a single point when we needed him most. He did not play well in the game. He didn't. So hopefully, again, he can get it back together. I'm not bashing him, and he's not going to get the Johnny Flynn Memorial. It's pretty easy, a pretty easy choice for me at the end of the day. You can probably tell where I was headed throughout the course of this uh, segment. It's going to go to Jared Culver. I mean, he's done, man. And I hope he can shake out of this. But right now, he looks like he's done. Like, he looks like the kind of guy that he's just going to give up and stop playing in the next two years or something. It's really sad. Or he's just going to be out of the league like uh, Johnny Flynn, you know. Johnny Flynn was just out of the league before you knew it. Because he, he just couldn't play. Uh, William Avery, that kind of thing. So depressing. I mean, the Wolves had so many of those kind of guys. We thought there was something there, and then there just wasn't. But a sixth overall pick, you know, a little different. with uh, William Avery was what the, I can't remember, was he? 14th, yeah, 14th pick. Um, who's the other guy? Johnny Flynn, yeah, oh, fifth overall. No, sixth overall pick. So, yeah, Rubio was the fifth. Um, so you might have a little bit of a, might have a little bit something relative there. One bleeping point. Ugh. He made one free throw. Well, who? Can't even make free throws either. 
Thank God for that 12-3 because I was able to get a French dip after that. I don't get French dips after every time the Wolves make the 12-3s, but this time I did. It had been like over a week since I was able to get one, and I did get it. Thank you for making uh, three-pointers at least, guys. That's about all I can say. <laughs> Anthony Edwards in the fourth quarter uh, helped steal the deal, I suppose, but that's it. Thanks for the French dip, Anthony. Um, other than that, hopefully we can have a better performance moving forward. The, uh, again, Johnny Flynn Memorial is going to go to a guy who also went sixth overall, Jared Culver. With that, we'll take a quick break, and what do we have coming up? I normally have it all set and ready to go, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. Guys, if you don't play better this week, you're fired! We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, previous segment. And for almost not saying the teams we're going to play this upcoming week, I'm going to be fired next. So, but well, yeah, they're here in the second segment. We play Houston twice, once tonight and Saturday. So Friday and Saturday, we get to play the Houston Rockets. Wow. Well, we'll see. If we can, if we get swept by the Rockets, aye, aye, aye. Well, <laughs> we better get the number one pick in the draft time. That's all I got to say about that. And then we play at Brooklyn. I think we have an idea how that's going to go, unfortunately. New York Knicks coming to Target Center to wrap up to wrap up the month of March on the 31st, April 31st, and then Friday, Memphis. I'm actually glad they could keep it to four games, and I pretty much think they'd have to. Anyway, five games would be a little bit insane. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, luckily they get, Wednesday, or they get Thursday off. Yeah, there shouldn't have been a back-to-back anyway. They get another Friday, Saturday next week at Memphis, Philly, Sacto, Indiana. It's crazy. I, I had no idea Houston had, was this bad. It's like I was keeping up with, I keep up with the NBA, but I think the Rockets are just so uninteresting. I didn't realize how many games in a row they were losing. I remember it was getting to like 10-ish. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty bad. But 20 is another story. It's just absolutely nuts. Eric Gordon's still there. Kevin Porter Jr. He's been, yeah, he was traded earlier this month. No, or no, February to the Rockets. I'm sure he's thrilled about that. He has a quad conveniently, out uh, since March 19th. <laughs> Eric Gordon strained going uh, March 12th. He'd been out for, uh, well, he used to be out all the time in his days with the Clippers and the Hornets, so to speak. D'Angelo Russell, left leg soreness. D'Angelo Russell, left leg soreness. Of course, we all know what that is. Again, the arthroscopic surgery, and he's pretty close to returning, so we'll see what happens with Rubio uh, in the future. These are the first first couple games of the Rockets, and then we play an, an entire month after March 27th with April 27th, we visit the Houston. Uh, we visit Houston. Both of these will be in Target Center. So, golden opportunity for the Wolves to build up a little confidence because I think we need some. It's been a pretty ugly three games here. Uh, Houston had lost 20 games in a row. It was uh, 18, 19, 20 there. They lost to Golden State on St. Patty's Day. 108, 94, 113, 100. That's 19 losses in a row on March 18th. And on March 19th, funny how the numbers are almost adding up. They lose by only two points and lose their 20th consecutive game. Yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder on the 21st of Marza. I'm looking at the wrong date. Yeah, it was March. It was, so it was the 19th lost on the 19th. And then the 20th lost in a row on the 21st. <laughs> March 22nd. Destiny had it. They crushed the Toronto Raptors somehow. I don't know how they did it, but they did. 117.99. Woo. Congratulations. Uh, over... <laughs> over the Toronto Raptors, and then they get absolutely obliterated by Charlotte without without LaMelo Ball. That's funny. 122.97. Thank you, Devonta Green, for the good performance. i got to look at the one where the Rockets finally won a game. <laughs> were they? Yeah, I don't know. Let's just see. i got to look at this. So they were getting beat most of the game and then just exploded in the fourth quarter. Good for them. Good for the Houston Sprockets. Yeah, Wall has been healthy, and he did get a triple-double. John Wall, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody cares about John Wall anymore. No disrespect. Norman Powell. This may have been his last game, maybe his second last game with the uh, Toronto Raptors. Lowry never got dealt, did he? Maybe they wanted a little too much. Pascal Siakam. Siakam. There was somebody trolling around. The Wolves traded. The Wolves were able to acquire Pascal Siakam. Yeah, right. Toronto, boy, that NBA championship looks like light years in the past, doesn't it? It really does. Oladipo, yep, that's why he wasn't playing. Inactive coach's decision. He was on his way out. 
Johnny Exum. What a mix of weird players in this roster. Um, yeah, well, whatever. Good good job by the starters. The bench did a little bit of something as well. Yeah, let's stop talking about that. Uh, we get the point. Houston Rockets, obviously, they have John Wall. Yay. Um, we're 24th in the league in points scored, less than us. 28th in rebounds, less than us. <laughs> we are 22nd and 23rd in those categories. Field goal percentage, they're also worse than the Wolves. 29th, Wolves are 28th. Free throw percentage, they're 26th, Wolves are 22nd. And three-point percentage, they are the last place team in the league at 30th. And the Wolves are the 24th place team in three-point percentage, 34.9%. So they're worse than us in every category. That's funny. I never thought I was going to be able to say that. Wow, what a mess. Kevin Porter Jr. is actually leading the team in assists. That's weird, too. That's really strange. Can the Wolves sweep this team? Can we actually sweep the Rockets? If there's any team we can sweep in a back-to-back, -back, I think it's this team. I think so, but will we? I don't know. I'm not that confident we will with the way we've been playing. The last couple of two games tell me we're probably going to split. We're going to have to satis be satisfied with a split. John Wall's obviously missed a number of games because he's just not, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of John Walls. I don't think a lot of people are. 21 points, 6.5 assists. James Harden was there, obviously, much earlier in the year. He put up his numbers and everything, but it was all about him. Nothing new there. Christian Wood's actually been leading the club in scoring this year. Been doing a pretty good job. 21.4 a game. Victor Oladipo was right behind him. And he finally came back to play. He'd been out for so long with Indiana last year. It was so frustrating. Uh, 20 games. For Victor Oladipo, he's been out, he's been in, he's been out, he's been in. And then Ben McLemore, one of the bigger busts. He's way near the bottom of the bench there. Get a couple minutes here and there. DJ Augustine played three games for that club. What? Well, I don't know, it's just a mess. DJ Augustine's been all over the league. DeMarcus Cousins has been a player for the Rockets. I believe they just bought him out, though, or on the verge of it, something like that. Um... LaMarcus Aldrich has been bought out and talk as he might be going to Miami also joining Oladipo and Jimmy Butler and Dragic and such. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. It's going to be fascinating. Oladipo, LaMarcus Aldrich possibly. It's going to be kind of cool to see how that turns out. Kevin Porter Jr. has been really, really good. A really nice addition to the Rockets, but they've been losing like crazy. Unfortunately, hasn't translated into wins. With the way the Wolves have been playing lately, I... I I don't know, man. I think we just split with this club. I think we split. Somehow, I think... I think we... I don't know. I, maybe we can sweep them. I don't know. Maybe we win the first game and lose the second. It's going to be kind of like Phoenix, I guess. We should sweep this team. It's just, I'm not super confident to call that. Okay, I'm going to be optimistic. The Wolves will sweep the Houston Rockets because the next couple games, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to win. I'm going to hope for a 500-week for the Wolves of the Rockets. Wolves and Rockets and such. Anthony Edwards needs to have a nice game here. One of these games, I think he's going to reach 30, and hopefully he does it in an efficient manner. The Wolves end up winning something along the likes of, like, what kind of points have the Rockets been giving up lately? Eh, not that much. Yeah, not that much. Wolves gave up a ton versus the Lakers and the freaking Mavericks. Uh, so, we'll see. I think the Wolves, yeah, I think the Wolves will manage something along the likes of 118, 118 to, it's going to be like 118 to 110. The Wolves end up winning the game. Anthony Edwards reaches 30 in the first game. We end up winning it. Next game, we'll win again, believe it or not, because we're, you know, we're, we're young and young and spry. And Houston's got some players that aren't as young and spry on their roster. It's kind of a mess. It's a joke. It'll be a lower scoring game because it's just going to be. It's not going to be as pretty. Probably more turnovers and such. Final score, something like 110, 110 to like 102, 103, something like that. Wolves end up winning. Carl Anthony Towns reaches 33, 35 points. He's going to get 35 points in that game. He'll be the main guy by far. He'll be the lone wolf, no doubt about it, in the uh, the second ma uh, the second match of this club. Match, this isn't soccer, but I'm just saying it anyway. We sweep the series versus the Houston Rockets, believe it or not. <laughs> I think I should believe it. And then all of a sudden, we're ahead of the Rockets. The Rockets are then the team with the number one pick, uh, high, highest percentage. But I guess it doesn't really matter. If you're in the bottom three, you're, you're an equal, equal percentage. But So we'll still be in the group. Lucky us. <laughs> I don't think we're going to win a whole lot of games after this. But I do think we officially win the series versus Houston at least 2-1. to one. 
if not in three games, after sweeping on the weekend. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not 100% confident in this pick, but I'm going to go with it for the, uh, you know, for the reason of being optimistic. I mean, you got to have some optimism, don't you? Because we're not going to beat the Brooklyn Nets. We're not. I don't even like the Brooklyn Nets. I don't like them. I don't like James Harden. Kyrie Irving, I used to really like with Cleveland. He's just become the weirdest person I've ever, you know, I've ever seen. Why is this on April? Yeah, he's the he's weird. Brooklyn's good though, man. Brooklyn's really good. Thirty and and fifteen. They're second place in the Atlantic. The Atlantic. They are literally have double the wins of losses. Second best offense in the league, averaging 119 points a game. Fourteenth best rebounding. Number one in field goal percentage. Forty six point forty nine point six. Pardon me. Free throw percentage eighth. They make their free throws. They execute, and the three point percentage is third in the league, at 39.3. Brooklyn Nets, great season. They are trailing only the, well, they're trailing the Bucks, and the Philadelphia 76ers. They're literally knocking on the door of the Bucks though for the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. So Brooklyn Nets have a chance to go on a pretty significant playoff run. Obviously, they have big, big names. James Harden, obviously a big part of things. 25 points a game. Kevin Durant has been really big time as well, averaging 29 points a game. Um, wow, 11 assists, 11 and a half assists for Harden. He's just been doing a little bit of everything. And Elise Johnson averaging 15 rebounds a game. Great, great job with these guys. Uh, very talented group here. Whew, man, Elise Johnson is averaging 23 points a game, 15 rebounds. He's, he's, he's playing like an all-star, man. Chris Levert, well, no, he got traded to uh, the Indiana Pacers, so... It is what it is there. And I had to check on Chris Bird here in the sidelines here. Uh, yeah, he is finally playing for Indiana. Seven games, averaging about 17 points. So cool. Nice to see Chris Bird recovering from that kidney situation. Yep, uh, he was with the Nets much earlier in the year. But uh, good for him. Life-saving trade, believe it or not. It, literally. Isn't that just the weirdest thing? Yeah, Jeff Green, the former. So they, they've, they have reassembled almost the whole crew there with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. The only guy missing is, well, yeah, obviously Westbrook's not there. And, of course, uh, uh, <laughs> Ibaka. But you do have Jeff Green. You have James Harden. You have Kevin Durant. Pretty cool. You have three of the five guys there. Joe Harris, obviously, great three-point guy. Oof, almost 50%. Kevin Durant, 43, and he's averaging 29 points a game. He's Kevin Durant again. Of course, again, missing time off and on. Yeah, he's he's been out, though. That's the one thing. He has been out with, I believe it was an ankle. He's, he's on my fantasy team, so I should know. Uh, obviously a bit banged up, unfortunately. He's been missing a ton of time, unfortunately. Kyrie Irving's been in and out, but generally when he's healthy, he's spectacular. There's still 28 points a game. Him and Harden, I don't even know how they're doing it, but they're working together enough to get the job done. At least Johnson. Uh, off to a solid start, I suppose, with the Brooklyn Nets. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, one one game so far, but great numbers. So far for him, he'd been missing uh, a significant amount of time off and on. Obviously, he's not much of a big name, but uh, <laughs> I'm losing it. He had a big big game, generally speaking. But generally, yeah, but he's been pretty much a role player. Just had a really nice game. I was thinking, wait a minute. Yeah, that can't. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Acquired, finally got to play in a game recently on the 24th. Played very well, but uh, generally speaking, yeah, that's not really who he is. He had a great game, though. And we'll see how he performs as things go forward. Maybe he will work out really, really nicely for the Nets. Don't be surprised if he does, I suppose, because anything can happen, right? Um, James Harden, again, averaging 11.5 assists, just tearing it up, generally speaking. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. I, I don't know how he does it because uh, he looks he doesn't look like a guy that's all that spectacular out there. The Wolves do not beat the Brooklyn Nets. I imagine the Wolves losing by something along the likes of uh, too much, you know. I imagine the Wolves not doing well against the Brooklyn Nets. At the end of the day, um, who have the Nets played the last few days here? I had it up. Okay, here we go. Yep, we have not played the Nets yet. Obviously, we play them again on the twelfth of April. They are three and two in their last five. They lost to Indiana one twenty four to one fifteen, a one twenty one one thirteen loss to Orlando. Wow. Okay, they beat the Wizards. The Wizards one thirteen one oh six. They beat the Portland Trailblazers, 116-112, and that gave up only 80. They scored only 88 points against Utah. Wow, most recently. That was when Elise Johnson had that great game, but they were getting killed, so that's probably one of the reasons why Elise Johnson was in there. Empty stats, 118-88. Lousy, lousy game. 
Yep. Wow, that's rough. So we'll see how they do, but I do think the Wolves beat the Brooklyn Nets, or do not beat the Brooklyn Nets. Last year, maybe. Not not this group uh, right now. I still think the uh, the Wolves do not win. James Harden, he, oh yeah, that's why. They had nobody playing. Spencer Dinwiddie up the ACL. James Harden had a sore neck on March 24th. I'm sure he'll be playing when it's against the Wolves. And it was a hamstring. That's what it was. It's Kevin Durant. He's been out over a month. Obviously, they're missing guys, but I believe James Harden will play, and the Wolves will not beat the Brooklyn Nets. It won't be a uh, blowout, but the Wolves do not win the game. Uh, we'll see what happens as soon as uh, if Kevin Durant was playing, it'd be a lot scarier. Wolves still don't win the game though, unless we have an incredible forty-point performance, something crazy, one of those type of games. It'll be another one of those games like Phoenix, uh, where somebody just blows up and plays great. Um, but obviously, I don't think the Wolves win. It's going to be one twenty to. You know, I, I think the Wolves are competitive in the game. I think uh, Carl Anthony Towns has a nice performance again. Gets around 30 because this is his team growing up when they were in, you know, New Jersey, this and that. This is his team growing up. I think he has a good, strong performance, about 30-ish, but the Wolves end up losing 120 to 112. Per- strong performance with the Nets pull away at the end, that kind of thing. Just being, you know, just being honest about that. I thought I had... Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. And then we play against... Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks again. See what happens here. Derrick Rose has been in and out. Julius Randle's been all-star level most of the year. 23 points, 11 rebounds. He's been so good. Six assists. He has just been wonderful. He's kind of the, he's just the overall leader of the New York Knicks. And I've been very impressed with him. And I'm sure our friend uh, (laughs) Tom Thibodeau has been as well. R.J. Barrett's been really, really, uh, really wonderful. Up-and-comer, 17 and a half points. Six rebounds. I mean, you know, he's not been spectacular, but he's off to a good start. Alec Burks also has been very helpful. Third on the team in scoring. There's not much of a floor general out there. I guess it's could I guess it's Derek Rose at times, but he misses so much time and he's never, you know he's never that great. Alfred Payton has missed time off and on during the course of the season. When he's good, he's still solid, though. I've always kind of liked Alfred Payton, and I, I just teased him about his hair. The Knicks are one game above 500, 23 and 22nd, or 23 and 22, third place in the Atlantic Division. Derrick Rose, health and safety protocols as of March the 2nd. And it's, I don't know what they're waiting for there. Jeez. I don't know, but it is what it is. They're 28th in the league in points, scores, 6th in rebounds, 22nd in field goal percentage, 20th in three, uh, free throw percentage, 12th in three point percentage. The Knicks beat the Wolves 103 99. About a month ago, if I remember correctly. New York Knicks are 3-2 and two in their last five. Losing to Philly on the 16th, 99-96. Wow, these are some close games. Orlando, 94-93. Wow, look at these games. 101-100 lost to Philadelphia at home. Mm, almost. And then they and then they crushed the Washington Wizards, 131-113. They're just not good. I remember seeing just the look on Scott Brooks's face. He's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Then they beat the Wizards again, 116 or 106 to 102 on the 25th. I don't think the Wolves beat the Knicks. I just think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat us up inside. Unfortunately, Carl Anthony Towns will have another good performance. I'm sure he's just gonna keep putting it up. When will D'Angelo Russell return? It could be could be this week, but I doubt it. Maybe in the week. Maybe the week after. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think the Knicks. Uh, I think the Knicks sweep the Wolves. This is funny. See, the Wolves have not played the Knicks yet uh, for the second time. Yet the thing already says Timberwolves lost Series 2-0. I hate to say it, but I agree. (laughs) I think the Wolves do not win the series. New York Knicks are the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, trailing Charlotte by a a tenth of a percent at the moment. That's funny because they have one less, uh, we have one more loss than the Charlotte Hornets. That's kind of funny. Go Hornets. I I like the Hornets, man. Unfortunately, though, no LaMelo Ball, so... They'll never, they'll never catch the big three, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly. It's not going to happen. Miami's buried at the seventh seed, but we'll see with Oladipo. Maybe they'll turn things around there. Chicago and Indy still hanging around with the ninth and tenth seeds. We all know how those actually count. The Bulls would be in the playoffs right now, and so would the Warriors. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out, though. It's going to be fun and interesting at the end of the day. I think that's some kind of a play-in deal. I forget how that works, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. New York Knicks end up beating the Wolves, though. A low-scoring, grinded-out, 104-100 type of game. Anthony Edwards gets 25. Uh, Powell, I just called him Powell. <laughs> Noel, I just called him Powell because that other guy. 
Jalen Noel gets something like like 14 off the bench, like he seems to always do. And then uh, Carol Anthony Towns is about 25 as well. It's going to be about 50 points combined between the two Wolves stars, but the Wolves lose by four to the New York Knicks at Target Center on March 31st. Wolves go two and two during this week. With that, we'll take a break and get to fan interaction. hunger inside of him that make him you know, have the potential to be great. And the one thing that really stood out to me was just uh, a couple or after the Laker game, um, we're, we're kind of getting a little bit closer to Beasley and Russell coming back. And so Edwards was asked, you know, Hey, how, what do you think the potential is for this team when everyone comes back healthy? And Edwards said, Hey, look, we can be great. We can be special. But um, it, everyone has to be willing to put in the work. And we're going to work hard as a team, yes. But if you don't put in your individual work, that's going to um, – that's that. then we're not going to be as good as we want to be. And that's – that. at 19 years old, he's already trying to set a tone and send a message to everyone like, look, this is a place you come and you better put in the work or else uh, you're going to have to deal with me. And for a 19-year-old kid to have that kind of perspective and to already be trying to set that kind of a tone, I mean, that's that's got to be the most encouraging thing that, that the Wolves see and hear, you know, much more than even 42 points and seven rebounds against the Suns. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment. Figure you might like that. From John Krasinski, that's with the uh, Jim Suhan deal, <laughs> the Talk North Network and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. Pretty cool what you heard about Anthony Edwards there. Uh, that th- That's an encouraging sign. Now he needs to, you know, keep asserting himself on the court. Obviously, he's a confident guy, but, you know, hopefully he can shoot a little bit better. Set a little better example that way as well as he tries to take some more and more leadership on the team. But like what I'm hearing in that sense. Thanks for the retweet, guys. T, uh, at T-Wolves, E-X, at T-Wolves, E-X is the Twitter account. Of course, again, replacing at Wolves Explosion. This is episode number 300, by the way. I hardly even have celebrated it. I'm not feeling my best, unfortunately. But, you know, I mean, 300 episodes is pretty damn cool. It's a really nice number, nice milestone. I'm proud of it and all that. Um, I really am. It's been a long, 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 long road getting here. About uh, 12 and a half years, right? So we're talking August 20. 18. Now we're 300 episodes in. You'd think it'd be a higher number, but obviously there's there's down periods, you know, the lawn service and the, the cleanup season and such in the summer. You know, usually I don't record like an episode every week in the summer. It's like maybe like one or two a month, depending on the situation. And there's dry periods, obviously. But during the regular season, I try to go week by week by week by week as best as I can. Because it's, it's good to keep up with the club when it matters most. And of course, big news comes up. Somebody retires, somebody gets traded. Somebody gets fired, somebody gets hired, somebody gets promoted, the team gets sold, and blah, 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 blah. The team still hasn't been sold yet, but supposedly there is some news with a significant person, a significant NBA uh, familiar name out there that could be the owner of the Wolves at some point, or at least involved with the ownership group. So that's some kind of little nudge, nudge, hint, hint news from uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson during the course of time. Obviously, he's the Scoop podcast, and he gets the Scoop often. He's, he's good at that stuff, especially with the Wolves and Vikings and such. Uh, Lakers, Pies, Browns, that's Vinrock, Vince Germano, Levi Brown. Uh, well, Vince Germano's out of Australia as I get too excited again. Levi Brown's out of <laughs> Levi Brown is out of New Zealand. Tanae Brown is out of New Zealand. They both retweeted the show as well. And Derek Felska, thank you very much for retweeting the, the recent episode, 299, 41 and 42. Derek Felska out of Western Wisconsin. Of course, he's a big, big friend of Brave the Wild, but also Looking to help out this show. Thank you for that. Uh, by uh, at least by retweeting it. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Now we move forward to help. Oh, there he is. Tanae Brown says, 
with Rubio playing this well, who starts when Russell is back? Because he was bad in the time he played this season. Russell, that is. I mean, Rubio was bad at times as well. But yeah, I, I agree. Russell was beyond disappointing for what he's getting paid and the expectation of him coming in. The getting paid part's frustrating, like how much he's getting paid. But again, I mean, as excited as we all were when he got here a year ago on the trade deadline, the alert that popped up and I missed because I dozed off a little bit before I I take a tiny little nap before I go to work. And then there it is. And it's like, holy cow, we finally got him. How exciting that was. And then it's just he's not lived up to that at all. But we'll see. I mean, we'll finally maybe hopefully get to have the whole band together. I guess uh, Malik Beasley's coming back this weekend, which is really cool. So Malik Beasley will be back. We'll see how things go there. Obviously, he's such an efficient player of a volume scorer. He's not a star. He's a volume scorer, where a lot of people believe that there's more to Edwards, where he's going to be more than a volume scorer. He's going to be an actual star going forward. Yep. So, and I also will give a quick shout-out to the Courtside Podcast, Wayne Hunt, Who's a Memphis fan, but mostly again the host of the Courtside Podcast. They're big. They're a big NBA show. Vince Germano, big Lakers fan, and also Timberwolves are his second favorite team, from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Of course, dating back to Luke Longley, all the way back in the early '90s, the first Australian player in the NBA. Stu Benson, also a Lakers fan. Great uh, trio on the Courtside Podcast. Sometimes one of them misses it. Maybe they're not feeling well, or they're real busy because we're we're all hardworking men, you know. And those guys in Australia are no different. They're great, just amazing people. Love you guys and love that show. It is as good a basketball show as there is. I'm seeing a Chuck Person clip here on Twitter as I'm scrolling up. Nicely Chuck Person slapping his forehead after hitting a big three. Random Hoops, the Rifleman. Love that guy. Cool. I think Random Hoops is following. I think we're following each other. Yes, we are. Nice tweet, Random Hoops. I will retweet it for you. It's already got 30 likes and six retweets. Here's the seventh one. Chuck Person. Going back to the early 90s. The early 90s. I miss the early 90s. Let's see. What do we got here? He got his shoey. What's going on there? That must be something else. <laughs> uh, yep. People retweeting that one. Yeah, Brees Pedretti liked that tweet. Yeah, the Rifleman loved that guy. That's a cool... Yeah, that's a really cool uh, tweet. I think there's a, there's a little more, but there's a lot of, you know, recommended this and that. Here we go. Dane Moore tweeted out, D'Angelo Russell is expected to return to team activities for the Timberwolves this weekend or early next week, according to Chris Finch. This is as of March 22nd. Finch says Russell is ramping up day by day and has to increase his fitness levels before returning to team activities. Tanae Brown uh, had uh, retweeted this with a quote, and here comes the quote. I was close to giving up on D'Lo in Minnesota, but the, with the resurgence of a few rotation players under Coach Finch, I'm excited to see how D'Lo plays in this revamped system. Thoughts? I'm excited as well. I mean, we'll get to see what happens. Uh, it wasn't working with Ryan Saunders and D'Angelo Russell. It was not working. That's why I called it a new D'Lo, as in L-O-W, low, like bad. Yeah, it might be better. We might be back to the D-L-O, which might be a good thing, hopefully. Um... Chris Finch seems like a much more serious guy than, you know, it's not like Ryan Saunders wasn't serious, but the players weren't responding to him. Uh, yeah, sometimes I feel that's me at work. I feel like I'm Ryan Saunders <laughs> sometimes. It's it's frustrating, believe me, but I've got the I've got enough of a Chris Finch side to me, thankfully. Uh, Chris Finch, he, he has a serious look to him, even though he's got a good sense of humor, which is obvious. Um, and I think he's going to get something out of D'Lo. I think there's a chance, and put it this way, if he doesn't, time to go, D-Lo. D-Lo has got a D-Go out of here. <laughs> da bleep out of here, or whatever you'd want to say. But, yeah, I, I am excited. I'm encouraged. It's going to be something to look forward to. I'm sorry I didn't like or respond at the time, but, of course, I'm sure you figured responding on the show is the main, main purpose. But I uh, always love what you had to say there. And it's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thought, and I'm looking forward to it. Part of me was almost thinking the guy would never return, but you got to think he's going to have to at some point. Todd Schweitzer responding uh, quite a bit later. This is the last tweet. Um, when I was, yeah, I was frustrated why Marty Gunner cut off Anthony Edwards. That was weird. And then Hoover Deuce had said last week, he said, it's like it's like she killed it as soon as he mentioned LeBron coaching the team. And then Todd Schweitzer says exactly. Yep. So it was a weird situation. Very weird. I believe that is, yep, that's it for the Timberwolves part of the conversation on Fortunately, <laughs> so now we'll move to the Facebook page. I think that's it, though. Yeah, there's one, there's one uh, comment. Thankfully, at least there's something. 
Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. It's on the most recent post of the of episode 299, basically. And I believe this is Nick. Let's see. I think it is. Yep, Nicholas Simon. There he is. Can't wait for this one. I'm back from 30-day ban. Woo, yep. Oh, yeah, I can relate. And on Twitter, I've been banned forever and ever and ever for some reason. But uh, really nice to have you back, Nicholas. Awesome to have you back. And I, I've been banned for like weeks at a time. He's from Pennsylvania. Okay, Nicholas Simon's from Pennsylvania. Cool, and great to have you back, Nicholas. Always appreciate you. Keep keep commenting. Keep commenting, and that was a fun episode to do. It really was. This one, not as fun, and partially because I'm not feeling as good. It's episode 300. That one should have been episode 300, shouldn't it? But it is what it is. We just didn't play well this week, and we got to be honest about it, unfortunately. With that said, time to get to the contact details. Of course, uh, facebook.com forward slash Tim Rules Explosion at TWolvesEx for the Twitter account. Now for the uh, ability to get your voice on the show, which I highly recommend. Tanae Brown, Nicholas Simon, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson. And of course, just commenting on Facebook and Twitter works now. It absolutely works. You know, as long as you have time to, to do either one, you are, I mean, I am applauding it and thanking you so much for doing that. Audio submission, though, what you do is open any free voice recording application on the planet, on any smart device, so to speak. Open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call talk, hit stop, save it, slash, uh, save it, and then share it, or email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, I will convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zamzar.com, which provides us free service, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug at the end of the day, Man, I knew I was forgetting something too, that's how, that's what happens when I don't feel good, I just forget things. Um, but yeah, I, I got to get to the Vigid app right now. And I, I, I did this last week, if I remember correctly. It's what happens when I don't feel well. I get loopy and I forget simp- and I forget important things. The Vigit application, V-I-G-I-T, V-I-G-I-T, is the application on Android or Apple devices. There are four different there there are four different ways to talk about it basically. Uh, social media for sports betters. You can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. Vigit betting leagues, a month long betting competition to see who is the best sports better over the course of a month. So we could do that for basketball games, obviously, especially during the postseason. But I mean, during the regular season, we could. I, I need to create something where we could all join it, which would be really fun. I think kind of compete against each other. Uh, you are betting free coins and win, and you can win real prizes in any type of national competition. The whole thing is not involving real money. Very important. It is not real money wagering. These are like it's it's you know play coins. It's play money. And whoever has the most play money wins, so to speak, like say like a month-long betting league or something. We, we, we can have a lot of fun. Uh, there's betting stats, great information available on Vigit, like line movement and where the public is betting, so to speak. This and that, just to kind of see how things are going. Like who's really betting on this and that, and like how many people are betting on Phoenix versus the Lakers or something. I don't think the Lakers are going to be getting a whole lot of bets now because they're too banged up and it's annoying. Phoenix might have a shot at something this year. They might actually win their first NBA championship. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. (laughs) It's going to be a weird team if it's not the Lakers, I think. It's going to be an odd one, like Utah. It's going to be somebody like that who's never won before, kind of like Toronto a couple couple years back. Just too many damn injuries this year. Yeah, welcome to the NBA. Everybody's always hurt, right? But yeah, join the Vigit application, and when they ask for a referral... Put in Paladino Live, Paladino Live, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O-L-I-V-E, all one word. And this will also be in the show description, just like the Twitter account, the Facebook page, and all that, the, the uh, email address. Please join the Vigit application. I apologize for screwing around and not doing this, say, in the middle of the show, which is where it should be. But most of you, I do think, listen to the very end, so at least you'll hear it. And a lot of you that are loyal listeners to the show that want to help, please, please get this app and ref, uh, mention me as a referral. Paladino Live, all one word. Thank you again in advance for that. Uh, one final thing, if you could, please do <laughs> give a positive rating for Tim Rolls Explosion. Those of you in Australia that have done it, uh, New Zealand, Canada, many uh, Canada years ago now. Unfortunately, Wiggins isn't here anymore, but... I know a couple of Canadians like this show. I appreciate that so much years ago, if you're still listening. But uh, anybody, obviously, locally, United States or Minnesota, whatever, please do write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher is another application you can do that, or Audible, depending on 
which one. At least those three, I know it's, there's a possibility you can do that. So if you could do that, it would greatly help the show make things uh, look more attractive to potential listeners out there. Otherwise, tell a friend or two about the show if you'd like. And miss some of you that haven't been uh, on as much lately, haven't heard from Wayne Hunt, haven't heard from Pampa, haven't heard from Vinrock as much, from Vince Germano as much, about as close a friend as I got out there. Uh, keep keep posting Nicholas Simon. Love you. Want to hear from you more and more as well. Uh, I haven't heard from Reese Padretti. Man, Lucas Quayle, if you're still out there, South Dakota. I, I always remember you, Lucas. You know I do. I mean, we go back about 10 plus years now with Timberwolves Explosion. So, yeah, about 11 years ago, 2010, I think. Back in the day, I still remember hearing his name for the first time on State of the Timberwolves 2010. Arguably our finest work ever done back in the day. Me and Marcus, the forecaster. <sighs> with that said, have a good week. Hopefully the Wolves can at least get 500 out of this one and take a couple steps forward. 